Hello and welcome back to Discovering the Bible Podcast. My name is Sarah Thomas and with me as always is our marvelous, Hello. wonderful Pastor Holly Howard. Hey, how's everybody doing today? I have to come up with new words every week and I'm going to have to start looking up some. Yeah, you're going to have to get words. yourself a thesaurus <laughs> and start looking up how many words can you find for wonderful. I know, because I can't just keep saying that. <laughs> but I'm excited. We are back. We are going to, apparently, we're learning a different way to study the word today. Uh, last couple weeks have been the picture it method. So I'm in, I'm so curious about what this week is. So let's get started. What All we got? right. So we are still in, if you're tuning in for the first time, okay, 40 Days in the Word by Rick Warren. Yep. And we'll and, have uh, that linked in the description for you. There's, if you're, if you're watching the podcast, there yeah. it is. See that right there. It's fabulous. I encourage everyone to get this and to do this Bible study. So we are um, now we're going to talk today about the method of studying the Bible called Space Pets. It's an acronym. And hmm. so Space Pets is nothing spiritual. That's not even a word in the Bible. It's just an acronym. All right. So we're going to work our way through Space Pets. It's a series of questions you ask yourself. You read a passage of scripture and then you ask yourself these uh, series of questions to dissect a passage of scripture. So we're going to okay. do that today. So here is the passage that we're going to um, dissect with Space Pets Method by Rick Warren. Mark 8, 34 through 38 says, And he summoned the crowd together with his disciples and said to them, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it benefit a person to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what could a person give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with his holy angels. <clears throat> so, here's what we're going to do <clears throat> with that passage. Um, if you are, if you're sitting and you want to pull this up, <clears throat> I know we made a joke about this a couple <laughs> weeks ago. If you're driving, don't pull this up exactly. and look at it. But if you're sitting, if you're somewhere where you can pull this passage up and look at it, I would encourage you to do that so you can see it as we, so we're going to have to kind of keep referring back to it as we ask these questions. So the first thing that we're going to ask ourselves out of this passage is S in Space Pets. Is there a sin to confess? So we're going to look over the passage and say, is there a sin to confess in this passage. <clears throat> All right, Sarah, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Oh Lord, <coughs> this is a lot of. A lot I of don't detail. have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I just have drainage. I haven't taken my allergy pill yet. You're just talking about clearing that too before we start. I'm trying so hard to go like go away. <clears throat> go ahead, Sarah. <clears throat> Sin to confess here. I would say gaining the world and forfeiting your soul. Okay. Um, like a, like a, um, uh, worldliness. Yeah. Like a worldliness, a selfishness of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I put. I put a sin to confess is selfishness. Um, hey, look at me. <laughs> um, because ultimately if, when you're wanting, you know, to gain the world, it's, it comes from a selfish motive. So I put selfishness, but I also put, um, cause he says in here, the last thing he says, <clears throat> um, is whoever is, will be, is ashamed of him. 
Um, so I also mm. put that being ashamed of the gospel, being ashamed of Jesus would okay. also be, I would think would be a sin that I would want to confess. Uh, because how much, how much do I find myself then, if this is a sin to c confess, how much do I find myself, how much do we find ourselves right. being selfish? Wanting me, what I want, over wanting and preferring my brother over you. Think about that. How much does selfishness get in the way of our daily life? A lot. I would think that at the root of every argument is selfishness. Yeah. At the root of every um, sin is selfishness. Right. Because if I'm not being selfish, I can't offend someone. Hmm. I can't use hurtful words. No. If I'm not being selfish, because why do we do all those things? If really <laughs> get down to it, the root is me, 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 me. And that's all our <clears throat> culture is. Yeah. And then my other question, if we're saying the sin is con to confess is being ashamed of the gospel, is am I ashamed of Jesus? What's my attitude toward Jesus? Like, am I ashamed of him? Hmm. A lot of us would like to say that we're not. Yeah. But. But do I quietly and look around and make sure nobody's looking bow my head to pray when I'm in public because uh -huh. I'm scared to pray or if you if anyone I have a daughter her name is Haley and she is on fire for Jesus I mean <gasps> the girl is in so in love for Jesus and let me tell you something she she goes into public places <clears throat> like just just the grocery store and she'll go and if I'm with her we'll go through the, the uh, checkout line and the first thing she she does, she gets at the checkout line, and she'll say, she'll just start talking about Jesus to people, and she'll say, <laughs> "Is there something that I can pray with you about? Wow. You know, I just would really love to pray with you right now. Can I pray with you?" And so when I have, you know, if there's any other per people with us, <laughs> that's not used to Haley. Yeah, it's kind of funny to watch their reaction. They're like, "Oh, they kind of like their eyes get big as saucers." Uh -huh. You know, I'm used to it. I'm like, "Yeah, come on, let's pray." You know, and sometimes I just laugh at her because. I, I find it, it's, I get tickled because I'm so proud of her as her right. mom. But it's funny to watch the people, uh, re their reaction. So what if you were walking with Haley mm. and you're hanging out with Haley and you're in a restaurant and uh, maybe you're at Chipotle and you're standing in the line waiting to get your food and somebody walks up behind you and Haley starts just full on asking them, what can I pray for you? I really feel like I should pray for you right now. Wow. Can I talk to you about Jesus? And what if you're standing beside her and she starts taking, touching someone, taking their hands, even in a COVID pandemic, and just starts having a prayer for them and saying, in the name of Jesus, I, I just cut, lift this up to you. And what if you're standing there and that happens with you yeah. beside Haley? Are you gonna be embarrassed? Wow. Wow. How are you gonna react? Are you ashamed to pray in public? Are you ashamed to stand up for what you believe for in a hostile mm -hmm. situation like we talked about even just in our last podcast? Yeah. So, I mean, we've, we've only got to the first thing, and that is there a sin to confess. Soul searching. You go over a passage and say, how do I respond? How do I act? Okay, the next one. Okay. Is there a promise to claim? So, we look over the passage. Is there a promise to claim? Yes. <clears throat> What's that? It is, you will gain your, the gospel will save your life mm -hmm. if you take up your cross. Okay. So, yes, um, I, there, salvation is the promise of the soul, my life, for following Jesus Christ. I okay. look up the word soul, and soul is the seat of will, the desires and affections, the heart, 
and eternal salvation. So, so to save my life, if I'm going to save my life, the promise is that I receive salvation. I love this, and I say this all the time because when I, I you start looking at the word soul, it's that Greek word sozo. It's mm. more than just eternal salvation. It is eternal salvation. Right. But listen, soul is the seat of the will. So he's saying the promise is that the seat of my will will be saved. Hmm. My will, mm. my desires, and my affections. Hmm. My heart. It's more than just just that. The other word too when um, of save is. Listen to this, to save from peril and injury, to save from suffering, healing, restoration, and health. Wow. So that sounds like a lot of stuff I need now. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. later when I'm in heaven. <laughs> the promise is that the condition of my heart can be changed and saved. I have to be saved from myself. Right. My promise is I get my soul. If I follow Christ, the condition of my heart will change. If I follow Christ, my desires and my affections will change. They'll be saved. They'll be changed. If I follow Christ, the seed of my will. Wow. You ever met somebody who's really willful? Oh, yeah. Are you willful? Can we be stubborn? Girl, girl, that's a whole nother topic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But... I'm also safe from injury, my health, my healing. Wow, that's a pretty big promise. You come after Jesus. Yeah. I follow Jesus Christ, and my soul will be saved. Not just for eternity. It's great when I get to heaven. Mm Mm-hmm. But what is heaven going to do for me now while I'm alive on this earth? Right. <laughs> What's heaven doing for me? I mean, up there is great, but I'm not up there yet. What no. do I do about COVID right now? Yeah. How do I? Do? Jesus is saying, you follow me, and I've got a promise that I'll save you from peril, from injury, from suffering. I'll heal you. I'll restore yeah. you. I'll give you good health. Right. That sounds like some pretty good promises. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> All right. So that's there's just in this one passage, that's promises to claim. Now, attitude, A. So we're in space pets, S-P-A. Is there an attitude that needs to be changed? When I read through this passage of the scripture, and he summoned the crowd together with his disciples and said to them, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. If you want to come after Jesus. For whoever wants to save his life, so I have something to do in this, whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it benefit a person to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what could a person give in exchange for his soul? What can you give in exchange for your soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with his holy angels. So is there in that passage an attitude that I need to change? I think I come up with two. I come up with, once again, the the theme of selfishness and being ashamed. Okay. So, you know, you have to, you can't be ashamed of him because he'll be ashamed of you and you can't be selfish because you have to lose your life in order to gain it. Yeah. In order to save it. So so that's something that we do 
uh, self, you know, like thought on and how we meditate. Here's how we're meditating on the word right now. Oh, yeah. uh, this is what we're doing. Attitude. People say, oh, the Bible is so not relevant um, anymore. It's just an old book. Yeah, this is pretty relevant. My mm -hmm. attitude, what is my view of Jesus? Do I need to change it? Wow. My attitude towards Jesus, my attitude towards the Word of God determines whether or not it will save me. Hmm. Determines whether or not it's going to have an effect on me. Determines whether or not, if I don't believe it, if I'm ashamed of Jesus, I don't really believe him. Wow. You can't believe in him and be ashamed of him. No. You just can't. And then I've got to lose my love of the world. The only thing that keeps me right from, yep. this is what, what I'm seeing from the passage, the only thing that keeps me from, from saving my soul from, from this, the gospel for it to work is I've got to lose my love of the world. My attitude towards the world has to change. How do I view the world? Listen, listen to James 4.4. 4. It says, you adulteress, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God. Hmm. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. You adulteress, do you not know? That word know means has seen. Haven't you, can't you see this? Hmm. Can't you see it? Can't you perceive it? That's another, it means to perceive. So it doesn't mean like, no, like, I know Sarah. It means yeah. perceive, see, that friendship with the world. What is the world? The world, I looked that word up, it means um, uh, worldly affairs and possessions. And it also means of the ungodly. It also means adornment. What are you putting on? Yeah. What practices of our culture are you adopting? Wow. What worldly affairs and possessions are you so in love with? Uh, and also ungodliness. So don't haven't you seen that to be a friend with that makes you an enemy of God? So I have to change my world. My so world, you think of the world. What do you think of when you think the world? So you all right, I've said adornment, uh, worldly affairs and possessions, ungodly. So you start thinking of if I, God says I can't be a, to be a friend with that, to be a friend with the world. All right. How does that, how do you apply that? What do you think? How does that, what does that mean in your life, Sarah? I would say <clears throat> things that are a lot of things in like mainstream culture, you know, um, that are against all the morals and beliefs of the biblical principles I follow. Um, how can somebody be a friend? How am I going to be a friend of the world? What is he saying? Man, if, 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 if this is going to cause me to become an enemy of God, hmm. if it's going to cause me to forfeit my soul, that means I cancel out my own salvation. Mm. If I, I can't really follow Christ and be a disciple of Christ if I don't first deal with this worldliness okay. in my heart. So how would I be worldly? Let me read 1 John 2, 15. Do not love the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So if I'm worldly, that means I think like the world. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind 
so that you may prove. So if I am in the kingdom of God, when I accept Jesus Christ, I transfer out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. And now I'm supposed to be a part of his kingdom and his culture. Right. And I'm no longer a part and we live in the world, but we are not, the Bible says, of the world. I knew that one. So <laughs> I'm supposed to think like and change my thinking. I'm supposed to not think like the world. I'm supposed to not love its precepts. I'm supposed to not love its ways. What are the worldly ways? It's the kingdom of darkness. Mm -hmm. It's and I have to. It's the kingdom of. Uh, it's how the it's how the enemy operates. Selfishness. Right. Um, breaking the Ten Commandments. That's kind of a list he gave us a guideline, right? Yeah. This is kind of my guideline. Not loving other people. I can't think Ooh. worldly. I can't think worldly. I can't act worldly. I, can't, I have to actually start thinking and living and acting like my father in his kingdom. Right. And his kingdom is love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? And this is, sums up all the Ten Commandments. So worldliness is thinking like the darkness. Thinking Satan's thoughts, thinking and living and loving possessions, loving the world, loving sinfulness, loving debauchery, the Bible talks about. Mm -hmm. Think of the things that, what in the world could pull my desire away from the Father? What would pull my desire okay. away from Jesus? Okay. So what stuff in my life, you think about this, what things in your life take your eyes off Jesus? Yeah. Maybe it's worry. Mm -hmm. That's worldly thinking. Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's sports. Maybe it's another person. What takes me away from Jesus? What pulls yeah. my desire? What makes me not want to get up and go to church? Oh, yeah. Is is it helping? Are you are you, are you is your mind spinning? Oh yeah, no, my I'm my brain is just kind of being stretched right now. So I'm just sitting here listening with everyone else. Okay. All right. <laughs> So that's just on, is there an attitude to change? Mm. All right. Wow. That's just on, is there an attitude? You could sit and ponder this for, for hours. Man, yeah. what's in my heart? What pulls my heart away from God? What makes me not want to get up in the morning and pray? What keeps me from getting up in the morning and seeking God? What keeps me from getting in the Bible every day? What in the world? It could be distractions. Yeah. All of these things are worldly. And he says, you love what you got going on in your life more than me. Mm, wow. You make, that's what's making you become an enemy of me. Yeah. Ooh, it's strong. It's, it's so strong. It's really tough. All right. So is there a command? Space Pets, S-P-A-C. Is there a command to obey? We look in this and is there a command? Yes. All right. You must deny yourself. Take up your cross, your cross, his cross, uh -huh. and follow him. His cross, yeah. Uh, his cross is a heavy one to bear, but it's yeah. worth it. And follow me. So there's actually three. That's exactly what I put, you know, deny myself. I have to refuse to recognize my carnal desire. What you want. What I want. Okay. We're back to selfishness. I have to deny. That word deny means to refuse to recognize I have to refuse to recognize fear when it comes in my mind. The yeah. doctor says, and he gives you a bad report, you have to refuse to even recognize the fearful thought yeah. that the enemy put in your head. Deny yourself. Um, you have to take up your cross. This means an instrument of crucifixion. Hmm. 
That's what cross means. It's an instrument of crucifixion. So it means you have to kill the flesh. I have to kill sleepiness when it says, don't get up 30 minutes earlier so you can get in the word. I have to kill selfishness when it wants me to cut somebody off in traffic. I have to kill selfishness when it wants to start an argument because I don't want to see the other side's perspective. All I care about is mine. Wow. I got to kill selfishness. So that's a very practical way of taking up the cross because I know you like you hear it a lot in church, but you don't really get that in depth how to apply it like yeah take up your cross i don't have like a physical cross to be like carrying around uh, no. what, wait, I... wouldn't that be funny what are you doing oh i'm carrying my cross carrying my cross today don't don't mind me um lunatic yeah so that's a very for me just already that's a very practical thing to take away from this because i hear it all the time but i never really got the actual practicality of what that meant yeah uh yeah here's one okay i have to kill the flesh this is a hard one when i don't want to forgive my enemy. Mm. I got to kill my flesh. Your flesh, that's worldliness. The world doesn't forgive. The world, this is the kingdom of darkness, okay? When we say worldliness, we're talking about a culture of a kingdom, not people. Right. Don't sit here and think people. We're talking about a culture. There's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of light and the kingdom of God is love it's his, the characteristics, the culture of the Father is all love. In the kingdom of darkness is hatred. The, enemy, the Bible says the enemy seeks to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's the culture of worldliness. So mm-hmm. the worldly thinking would say that Satan would tell you, don't you forgive them. What they did is unforgivable. Mm-hmm. That, that sexual abuse that you encountered. Let me tell you something. It's hard to take up your cross and choose to let that go. It's hard to forgive and let that go. It is so hard to forgive the betrayal that that person did, the words they said that cut you down and hurt you to the, into, to the innermost recesses of your soul. But if you'll take up your cross and you'll kill the flesh, the flesh, the enemy, Satan's lies of darkness are whispering in your ear and telling you, don't you let that go, don't you forgive, because he knows if you will see and know and perceive That if you'll let it go and you'll forgive your enemy, then you become healed Mm -hmm. and it makes you all right. It doesn't make what they did okay. Um, That's take up my cross. The other command is this, and it's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. These are not suggestions. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. The word follow means to accompany. You know, I'm in your company. Is he in your company everywhere you go? Are you taking him with you? Is he with you when you pull up that screen and you look at pornography? Are you, is, are you forcing the Holy Spirit to view something that lives inside of you that you know you shouldn't be viewing? Are you, are you dragging him into this? Wow. A company. It means to be with. Are you getting up and spending time with him? Are you fellowshipping with him? Are you talking to him? Are you telling him about your life? Or what about, it means discipleship. Are you training your mind? Are you getting in the word and washing your mind with the water of the word? Are you taking and cleansing out the worldly thinking, cleansing out that stinking thinking and getting that out of your spirit and out of your soul? This is what you have to do to save your soul. Yeah. You got a part to play in this. 
Okay, so that's just the command, space pets. The next letter in space pets is E. Is there an example to follow? Uh, I looked through this and there's only one person I know. Well, yeah, it's this. a perfect example. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. He did it. Yeah. And if he did it, you can do it because he gave you the power to do it. Right. Because he paid the price on the cross so that we could do it. So he's the example to follow in this. Is there P in space pets? Is there a prayer to pray? In this passage, there's not a specific prayer that you pray. So the answer would be no. There's not always going to be an answer to these. Um, and then E, space. Now we're in, so we did pets, P-E. Is there an error to avoid? Is there an error to avoid? Out of all of this, what's the one thing that forfeits my soul? <laughs> it's gaining the world. Yep, it, it, the love of the world. The love of the world. Gaining the world. I don't want the kingdom of darkness. I don't want that culture in my nah. life. Nah. I don't, I don't really care about Hollywood and what they got going on. No, no. They have nothing <laughs> for me. No. I don't care about their culture. Yeah. I don't care about their culture. I don't care about the life of what the Kardashians are doing. Gosh. They're not showing me how to have an abundant life. No, they're not. They're showing me how to forfeit my soul. I don't care what's going on with yeah. the famous greatest who's out there in the world. Right? Because that will forfeit my soul. I cannot love the world. I cannot love the world. Mark 4, 19. Here's, here's another way to look at it. Mark 4, 19 says that the worries of the world and the riches of the world will choke out the word. Ooh. Wow. So worldliness is worrying. Not trusting in God's word. Worldliness is going after riches. I'm going to go after that, 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 that job. I'm going after that money. I'm seeking that. It comes first in my life, and I never have time for God. Hmm. Here's another one. Uh, you, know, you watch 20 hours of TV, but Gosh. you don't give Jesus 20 minutes. That's a lot of TV. You're scrolling on Facebook, social media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at your screen time. That screen time will kill you. Your screen time will tell you if you're worldly. Yeah, yeah. Are you worldly in your life? Check your, this is tough, y'all. Listen, we are living in a day, and I know this podcast has gone really long, and, and, but we're living in, the, in, in, in a very difficult time. Mm -hmm. Just this week, a woman was punched in the face and assaulted by a man simply because she was walking into work. He was standing on the sidewalk outside of a faith-based organization. And he asked her, excuse me, ma'am. And he was in a business suit. It was early in the morning before work. Looked like he was ready to go to a very professional job the way he was dressed. Is this, do you work here? Is the only thing he asked this woman, young woman. And when she replied, Yes, I do. She was standing outside the door of a faith-based organization. He assaulted her, beat her in the face, 
and the one of the workers inside was a man that saw it going on screamed out his window and came running and when he did the man stopped beating her and he ran down side outside and he stopped whatever yeah. who, who knows if he had a knife who knows what all because she works for a faith-based organization that fights to save unborn lives yeah who fights for the life of unborn ch children yeah. that's 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 why she was beat up by a man. Now, this this happened this week. Yeah. Trump, Biden campaign going on this week. What's going to happen in our culture with people? There's so much anger and there's yeah. so much mistrust and there's so much people fighting against each other. Persecutions are coming. Yeah. Persecution is already here. Right. There's no telling what's going to go on in this world. What are you going to do if you're living in, a, in the heart of a city and, and, and more riots break out? Yeah. Is your, are you ready to meet Jesus if you get stabbed to death? Yeah. Are you ready? Where's the condition of your soul? Where are you at right now? Because I really believe we're getting ready to enter into some extreme difficult times, people. We're getting ready to cross over into some times like we've never seen before in our lives. Can you maintain your, your, your faith? Can you maintain your stance that you believe in Jesus Christ and you're not backing down and you will stand for the truth of the word of God? You will not be ashamed of Jesus if someone puts a gun to your head. And I know this sounds so serious, but it's because it is. Mm -hmm. We got to stop playing with the world. I can't put one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God and one foot into, into believing and having a relationship with Christ and straddle the fence and think I'm going to make it because the right. Bible says a lukewarm believer, he will spew out of his mouth. Mm. It's time to get serious about this. It's time to get serious about this. Um, we have to avoid worldliness. I have to cleanse myself of worldliness. I have to crucify my flesh, deny myself, and get the worldliness out of my heart. If I don't, I will forfeit my soul. And I will not be a follower, a disciple of Jesus Christ if I don't. You cannot, you cannot love the world. I cannot live in fear. I cannot live in worry. Let me tell you something. If you're still living in fear over COVID and you're worrying over COVID, that's worldliness. You've yeah. got to crucify your flesh. You have to get in the word and change your thinking and start getting scriptures that says he has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We are not supposed to walk around living in fear. That's the kingdom of the world. That's what Satan wants you to do. That worry will choke the word out of you and cause you to forfeit your own soul. Yeah. This is serious. This is serious. So is there a truth? in space pets to believe the truth in here that I wrote down uh, before I tell you what did you what do you see the truth to believe out of all this that following him and putting down yourself is life that you will be saved and receive salvation for the gospel's sake when you do that yeah now we're not saying works Right. You, you accept Jesus Christ the minute you say, I believe, and you repent of your sins, and you confess him as Lord and your Savior, you are saved. I am not preaching works because the Bible is very clear that works do not save us. We do right. not strive. We're not supposed to strive and work for our salvation. He's talking about the soul. 
James 1 and 21 says that the word of God has the power to save your soul. He's talking to unbelievers. This is, this is talking about my spirit is saved. My spirit man is going to heaven. But my, I told you, the this, this soul is the seed of your will. My right. determined willfulness, that my desires, my affections, the, this, is, this is the deal. I've got to fix my want to. My spirit man is saved. I'm actually told, listen to uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 12. Now we have not received the spirit of the world. When you believe on Jesus Christ and you accept Jesus Christ, you have not received no longer the spirit of the world. That's the kingdom of darkness. But you have received the, the, uh, but the spirit who is from God so that we may know, we may see it, perceive it, the things freely given to us by God. So I get a new spirit. Behold, first, is it Corinthians 5, 17, 1 Corinthians 5, 17. Old things have passed away. My carnal flesh has been cut away. All, uh, all things become new. You get a new spirit. But I still have my soul. I still have my mind, my will, and my emotions. I still have those feelings. You don't just get a new body, right? right? You don't just get, a, your feelings don't change. The, the culture that I've been in the world that I've been living in, the things that I've been told, that my belief systems don't change overnight. That's where the growth in the spiritual maturity, the pathway and starting to meditate on the word, get in the word, pray and grow and go to church and become a part of a small group, be, be involved in the life of believers so that you can grow and change that what's going on in your, 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 your mind, your soul, how I think affects how I live. So right. salvation gets me in the door. Jesus said, behold, I am the door right salvation accepting jesus christ gets me to the doorway and gets me in but i have to grow up to go inside the house yeah. and to start seeing and knowing and actually be freely walking in walking in the free gifts that are given to me by god healing health it's a spiritual maturity so this is about growing in christ my soul getting my mind and my 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 will and my emotions healed from hurt yeah. healed from pain healed from bitterness and unforgiveness. This, you have a part to play in whether or not you're gonna be spiritually mature and get healing from your past. You have a part to play because you gotta get in the word, but you're saved. So I wanna, do, I wanna make sure that we're not talking about works. The truth to believe here, so I wanted to clarify that what Sarah said, you're absolutely right, but I don't want a listener to hear this and go, my gosh, I'm not saved unless I work for it. Right. That's, not a, that's a lie from the enemy. So the truth to believe that I wrote down is that worldliness is an enemy of God and it makes me ashamed of the cross and keeps me blinded to the truth no. I cannot I'm not gonna love the world I don't watch TV anymore now I'm not saying that you guys can't watch TV I'm not saying that don't go, go get legalistic on me I have gotten to a place in my life I can't even stand to see what's on it there is so much evil and violence. There's nothing hard ever that's good to watch in most of these TV shows. I mean, they are some of the most gankiest, raunchiest stuff going on. And sometimes they're so dark yeah. that I just, if I walk in a room and, and, and somebody in my family's watching TV, I just, it makes me sick in my spirit. And I just thought, I'm not entertaining myself. I don't want it yeah. anymore. Because I don't want anything to turn my mind away from God and to cause me to be an enemy of God. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, I'm not talking about sports. I mean, we just watched McFarland. Yeah. There are some movies that are fabulous. I'm, right. I don't sit down and watch, like, TV shows when right. I say TV. But I do watch good, like, there's a lot of good movies you can see out there. So, <laughs> don't go getting legalistic on me. <laughs> um, so, but this truth is that worldliness, things that keep my mind from knowing God, seeing and perceiving the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, is an enemy of God. It makes me ashamed of the cross and keeps me blinded to the truth. Wow. So the last one is S, is there's uh, something to praise God for in space pits? What can I praise God for? What can you praise God for in all that of this? He saved my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm thankful for the cross. Yeah. Because if any of this seems daunting, and difficult. It's not because he's already paid the price for all my sins. Right. And the Bible says he has conveyed me, he has transferred me, pulled me out of darkness. I'm already pulled out. He's given me a new spirit. Mm -hmm. And he's pulled me out of darkness and transferred me into the kingdom of his marvelous light. Right. So I can praise God for the cross of Jesus Christ, because of his cross, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, because of him dying, I now have life. I just have to choose to grow up and become a disciple, a true follower, and get in the word and change my thinking, change my mind. Right. I have a choice and that's what I have to choose to do. But yeah. his cross paid the way and gave me the ability right. to do so. <laughs> so that's Space Pets. Wow, that was just that was just a couple of verses. That's one, two, three, four, five scriptures, and we've been thirty-seven minutes. I mean, you know, you can't. After this, you just can't tell me that the scriptures are irrelevant to your life, and there's no way to apply them, or you know, because we got all of that so much life transformative thinking you know, practical ways of living just from those verses. Yeah, and don't feel hev heavy. Don't let the, the enemy get in your head and make you feel heavy about this. Yeah. Believe it or not, this is good news. Yeah, definitely. This, because the, what he says is well, all the bad stuff, if we want to call it that, all the heavy stuff I talked about that, that gets in the way, that's what takes, causes our, us to forfeit our soul. But if, if, you, if you crucify your flesh... You come before him, you repent of your sins, and you get in your prayer closet, and you start allowing the Spirit to renew your mind. You gain life. Right. You gain health preservation. You gain freedom. Right. The truth, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set or make you free. You gain freedom. You gain joy. So, like, right. if you forgive somebody of that horrendous thing that was done to you, that betrayal, when you do, you'll be able to breathe again. You get your soul back. For sure, yeah. You get your peace back. It's, it's all for us. Mm -hmm. If you have a child and you tell your child, don't touch that hot stove. You're not being a fun sucker. Yeah, you're just trying to help them. You're trying to protect them from pain because you know it's gonna cause pain. And if they don't, they stay whole. Right. There's no pain. He's trying to show you how to come out of darkness, how to come out of worldliness, so you can have a life that doesn't have 
pain, not right. trials and tribulations and sorrows. And we'll have trials and tribulations in this right. life, but you'll have joy and peace as you go through them. Yeah. So I can either go through the hard stuff that's coming. Persecutions are coming. Man, we're getting ready to enter into some times of extreme civil unrest. I don't know what's coming, what could happen, but how am I going to, how am I going to walk through that? I'm going to have peace. I won't yeah. have fear because I, I have the hope of Jesus Christ. I will each day, no matter what happens, I'm going to follow Jesus, deny myself, take up my cross. So I can, I can have peace through unrest and civil unrest. We can have peace through that horrible doctor's report. Right. So it doesn't mean that persecutions won't come, but the hope that you have is that you have hope. Right. You have peace. You could have joy in the middle of the most excruciating trials in your life. That sounds impossible, but that's the way he meant it to be. Right. I mean, it's it's great. I am, uh, that was a lot uh, to process. So, you know, if you need to listen to some, re-listen to some parts, you know, to get all of it, I definitely recommend that uh, to kind of, you know, go through each step of what we learned through the different, you know, letters. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Definitely share this with um, your friends, your family. Um, and we will see you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Thank you. Bye.